Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Tell It Abs It Is podcast, your home for everything Colorado Avalanche on the Hockey Podcast Network. Your hosts, Griffin Youngs and Christian Boule. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Tell It Abs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boule. As always, preseason continues, allegedly. It's been several days since the Avs' last preseason game back on wednesday where they got destroyed by the vegas golden knights Isn't that long ago yeah holy shit oh yeah all right, yeah. all right. <laughs> sunday already and it's still several more days before their next preseason game against dallas but the best part about the preseason is you can lose seven to one and not care at all no that cannot care at all um and we'd be remiss if we didn't uh apologize for being a day late on this episode um Life happens for us. We both un- unfortunately have lives outside of this where we where we have to do stuff. I kind of uh, wish I didn't. Yeah, me too. But we are we are back um, and going back to it. Yeah, I mean, I think I tweeted it out. I was like, can you imagine how much everyone would be freaking out if we lost seven to one in the regular season? Like it would have been an all out panic attack for half of Avs Twitter. Hey, half of Avs Twitter was kind of already getting there. You got to give them some credit. They really found a way to make some preseason discussions a little bit interesting. And I will say, before we just completely write off this game, for context, the Avalanche lost 7-1 to the Vegas Golden Knights. Should be said that the Avalanche's most prominent skater in this game was Logan O'Connor, who is their 11th forward. Yes. And the defense was an AHL defense. It was an AHL team. It was Whoa. an age. This, the, yeah, this was the Colorado Eagles plus Logan O'Connor. The yes. best defenseman on this team was Jacob McDonald. Who's a very good seventh defenseman in the NHL. Very good seventh defenseman. The next closest was Brad Hunt, who was put on waivers the other day and sent down, which we will, we can talk about a little bit later. But yeah. the really the one thing, we'll talk about Georgiev in just a second. The one thing I specifically remember from this game is in the first period, 
Spencer Smallman and that turnover for a Vegas goal was not surprised to see him cut the next day. And I don't even think Jared Bednar had to say anything to him about it. I mean, it's all good. I mean, we knew going into that game that it was going to be a rough watch. I I think I watched the first two periods and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to bed. I got to work tomorrow. Um, you got guys like Spencer Smallman making those plays and just really bad defensive coverage in your own zone. Like Vegas, who is notoriously bad on offense, was hitting backdoor passes. <laughs> like, I mean, it was they, all they, over. Just there great. were guys that just looked lost out yes. there, like just blown coverages all over the ice. I mean, poor Martin Cout in this game. He had just played the night before. He's thrown back out there again after being on the plane to Vegas. And there, there was one particular play where he is just trying to direct all of this traffic because everyone is out of place. And he is the only guy who has even the slightest idea of where he's supposed to be. He's like trying to cover his guy. He is, I forget who he's screaming at. He's screaming at someone to get on their guy. And three seconds later, the puck's in the back of the net. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like Vegas had their whole starting lineup out there. I mean, no, they had... I mean this was their AHL team as well. Yeah. I mean, they had... I think Carlson played. Yeah, um, William Carlson played. Chandler Stevenson played. And Zach Whitecloud played. Yeah. And I, like I said, I mean, it, it was, it's a preseason game. Um, are, are you concerned at all with the way Georgiev played? I wouldn't say concerned. He, he did not play well. The defense in front of him was terrible. And Georgiev was bad in this game. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. They gave him no help. And he should have definitely stopped a lot more than he did. He gave up a lot of juicy rebounds. He wasn't covering the net the way he should. But it's also in a sense that it's the preseason. And when things aren't going right, you're not really going to be in the mind to be like, I got to get this right right now. It's just get me the fuck out of here. I don't want to be here anymore. I'm surprised they kept him in for as long as they did. Yeah. I mean, how long did he end up? He played four, He played two periods, he played 40 minutes. Yeah, I would have expected him to come out at 30 like he did in the last game. I mean, it's just, it's all about getting the reps and getting back in the mindset and everything. Cause we'll talk about Jonas Johansson, who played the last 20 minutes of this game, uh, possibly the final 20 minutes he has ever played in an avalanche uniform. You never know. The guy's just a boomerang. He always finds his way back to us eventually. But with Georgiev, I mean, it's a good thing it was the preseason. I'll leave it yes. at that. Yes. I'm, I'm not super concerned. I mean, it wasn't a great performance from him. Um, is it cause for concern for the future? Maybe, but he, he, we had these same concerns with Darcy Kemper last year and it took Darcy Kemper a month. And after a month, he was a top 10 goalie in the league. So right. I mean, and it's just, it's, you cannot even start to draw conclusions until the regular season. Yeah. And even then you got to give it a little bit. Like yeah. we are, we are watching scrimmages right now. We are watching glorified practices and you know what? He didn't have it tonight. No one in front of him had it either. That's the recipe for six goals against in a six sixty seven save percentage. Yeah. I mean, you give him Kale McCarr, Devon Taves, Bo Byram. <laughs> like, that's pretty good defense in front of him and some forwards who actually know how to play defensive hockey. Um, he'll be solid. Yeah. this I tweeted that this whole game is an exercise in ensuring that both Georgiev and Francois, who played the night before against Minnesota, never complain about their defense. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Yeah. I mean, the rebounds, like, 
it, does it just feel like this is always an Avs goalie thing where it's just like rebounds are a concern? Like I remember Gruby used to give up some juicy rebounds. Kemper was a heart attack. It seemed like every time he could never control the rebounds. Frankie's not particularly good at controlling rebounds and Georgiev seems that way too. So I mean, maybe we're just destined to have this fantastic hockey team and our goalies just give up the juiciest, fattest rebounds of all time. It, it keeps everyone awake and engaged when the puck just bounces right back to the middle of the slot. Yeah. I mean, Maybe it's just an abs goalie thing, but it's okay. We're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna persevere through. But yeah, I mean, my biggest takeaway from that game is that Vegas's jerseys are fucking ugly, and that what, center ice. What are they trying is... to do with that center ice thing? I get that it's like a Silver Knights tribute or whatever. They've been around for two years, man. They've been around for two years. It just looks like you didn't finish painting the logo. That's exactly my thought. I was like, is this like? Are they going to fill it in? Like, what what are we doing here? Like, did they run out of time? It, it really wasn't until the second period that I was like, or I saw that, like, oh, this is a, they did that on purpose. Yeah. I, I, actually wouldn't, I wouldn't put it back. I wouldn't put it past Vegas to just not finish painting the yeah, logo. I, I didn't hate the, lo- like, the font on the logo. I thought that was kind of cool and unique, but they just didn't paint the rest. And those gold jerseys, I think they were a cool third jersey. Now that they're their primary, it is one of the most atrocious uniforms. They're they're ugly. Why is there glitter on it? The other ones had glitter on them. Well, not as prominent. These ones, are they're like sparkly. They sparkle in the light. It's weird. It's weird. And you know they're going to wear the gold, the chrome gold helmets too. And it's just like like Vegas games are just going to be unwatchable. Yeah, well, and they're already unwatchable too. I I hate their broadcast team. I I just they're bad. Like it, I just, they're probably I, really nice guys, and if we ever had them on the show, I would be very nice to them. But I think it's just because they work for the Vegas Golden Knights. I'm like, ew, this is gross. I know, and it's just it's not something we generally have to be exposed to with having altitude at home, or at least for some people, and having ESPN Plus for out of state fans. You generally don't have to deal with other broadcasts but when you do especially for the preseason you kind of just realize how little teams understand the abs and not even just the abs other teams as a whole yeah and this has always been a thing with the vegas broadcasts they're just not great they really kind of just ignore we won the cup three months ago yeah, and you, all they you were talking us. about was the fact that they beat us in six games yeah, it's like you, you who, beat who us a year before that and then you fast forward a year, we won the cup and you missed the, the playoff. playoff. I, f- I feel like we're really skipping over yeah. some crucial details here. And you had to fire your coach. Everyone in the team who left is criticizing the team about not having discipline and all this shit. Like, like calm the fuck down. Yeah, you beat us the year before, but we have the hardware. You have literally fucking nothing. So right. you're, you're celebrating your fifth year anniversary. Like, congratulate. Like, it's some kind of throwback. By the time the Avs were in their fifth year, they had already won two cups. So, I mean, just take that as it is. So, yeah, I mean, Vegas, I I hope nothing but the worst for them. Um, and I it's, always It's will. not even a hatred I have for them anymore. It's just like, it, shut up. Like, go away. <laughs> like, 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 I hated you more when you were threatening. Now you're just pathetic. Now you're just pathetic. But speaking of announcing booths, did you see I've been watching HNL? I did not know Eddie Olchek went to the Kraken. I remember now. I did not remember that until you mentioned it just now. But yeah, now I remember. That's a hell of a booth, John Forslund, Eddie Olchek, and JT Brown. That's a hell I of mean, a booth, man. Seattle, they generally know what they're doing for the most part when it comes to broadcast. It's a shame they can't make a mascot. Oh, it's so bad. You, what is what is it called? 
Rui? I don't know. I'm not even, even going to look it up because I don't want to look at it again. What yeah. on earth are you doing? Oh, apparently, it's a tribute to like a rock formation in the city. Like A, a tribute to the rock formation. Yeah. No, don't city. get me wrong. Like you have you have a Kraken. That could have been a badass you, fucking mascot. And you chose there that. Is, there is so much you could do with the name Kraken. You could have a Kraken or an octopus or a squid or something like that. Just from the name alone, you could have a pirate i don't know what the hell is this troll looking thing like they want to be gritty they yeah. want it to be gritty so bad because no one has original ideas i i really wish i could have been a fly on the wall in that that marketing meeting where they came up with this because i want to see what got rejected yeah well did you see like they had, there was a video that was circulating on twitter and it was like a 10 year old kid and like do you like to do mascot he goes not really <laughs> Honestly, I was like, oh, I, I thought it was a joke. I saw that and I went, <laughs> imagine if they actually did that. Because I didn't see it from the Kraken first. I saw other people like tweeting and I was like, imagine. And then like two hours later, I was like, oh my God, that's real. That's real. Because like there are some bad, like Gritty is so bad that he's good. That Gritty is innovative in the fact that they gave up. And we're just yeah. like, let's get it. Let's make the most disturbing mascot possible and make him ridiculous. And that's the entire bit. And yeah. no one and no one wanted to get rid of their mascot, but everyone wanted to copy it. So now here we are with our first example of a team trying to copy another idea. Yeah, because like the fucking like speaking of Vegas, their mascot makes no sense. It's like a fucking lizard. Um, and then Columbus has like that swarm bee. He's a bee. Yeah. Like what are we doing? Here? Like I don't I don't get a lot of these mascots. Yeah. But Bernie the goat. I mean he, he's the best mascot in the game. I do miss Howler. I don't know if you were old enough to remember Howler vaguely oh he was he was an abominable snowman he was absolutely terrifying but he was sick and i remember being a kid terrified of him now i look back I'm like that's a badass mascot bernie's dope but howler was the og show um that's our mascot talk for for this week should we should we circle yeah. back to i mean we got we, we got we got that out of the way last yeah. <laughs> episode it was jersey numbers this week is mascots but i did want to circle back around to Jonas Johansson, who we did talk about last episode, is like, yeah, this is a this is a great little option for third string goalie, and you know, as a backup in the AHL, it's a great little option. So glad to have him. Nope, he's gone. Went on waivers after the next round of cuts, picked up by Arizona, and I just have to ask Arizona, why? What what are you trying to do? Are you trying to win games? Are you trying to win games? But and Let's... you're picking up Jonas Johansson to do it. Because you, I mean, like, you ask anyone in the Coyotes franchise, like, yeah, well, we believe that Joe Johansson makes the team better. I, I think you're lying to me. I think yeah. you are lying to me. I think you did this to be annoying. And yeah, that's. I'm, let's be real here. Jonas Johansson outside of Colorado has not been a good goalie. I mean, Colorado is one of the few team or the only team that's made him look like a third string NHLer. Other than that, he looks not very good. So, um, it's crazy because Arizona were they number one on the waiver wire or who or is it Montreal still number? It is Montreal and then Arizona. So he didn't go far. Like he, no, he, he got two people. past one team. So I mean, it's just it's crazy. Like I cannot believe it's like we're live like it's Groundhog's Day. It's like oh okay cool JoJo we got him as our third string and he gets fucking claimed on waivers. Like it's ridiculous. I'm I'm just more annoyed because I know for a fact Arizona did this to be annoying. For yes. no other reason. They do not need JoJo. They do not need better goaltending depth because they're not trying to win. They don't care. They're actively trying to lose. They did this because Bill Armstrong 
poked the guy next to him at a meeting. He was like, hey, watch this. This would be really funny. And claims him, and they're just never going to use him. And I mean, they'll use him, and he'll get torched for 10 goals because of Arizona. To be fair, who is their goalie in Arizona? Is it Vimelka still? It's Vimelka. Did Hutton retired, right? Did yeah, he retire? I, they, I think they have like a million other goalies as yeah. options, honestly. I think the next one's like Ivan Prozbatov. Oh, I forgot about Prozbatov. He was eh. So now they have like four goalies because they traded Wedgwood. I mean, they've had good luck on the waiver wire. I mean, now that I look at it, maybe they genuinely need a goalie, but still. It's like, why? What, why, what are you getting playing Jonas Johansson over John Gillies? He's just going to play in the AHL. It, J- Jojo? Yeah. Probably not. Not on this you know, team. I think, I think, uh, I just, I just said his name. He's Prozvitov and, uh, Vimelka. Vimelka. I think those are your two. You would think. Nah, I mean, who knows? But yeah, it sucks. Puts the abs in a little bit of a bind. Um, because I think everyone in the organization is in agreement that Eustace Anandin is the future, but he's not the future yet. You don't want him right. being it's your just, emergency It's goal. generally disruptive to be calling him up right now. Yes. Like he needs the playing time. He doesn't need practice. He needs actual game action to get to get prepared for his job in the future. So it leaves the Avs in a precarious situation. And I know you tweeted this out earlier um, of some other goalies that hit the waiver wire. Um, I know you had one name that popped out to you because he's he's played in Washington last year. So you can kind of give a little bit in depth about why we should pick him up. So there's a couple goalies that have hit the waiver wire today, and we'll find out an answer on some of these guys tomorrow. You'll probably have an answer by the time you're listening to this. This conversation is going to be very outdated. But you got Malcolm Subban, Oscar Dansk, Justin Tokarski, and a guy that I think could be interesting if he fell all the way to us. Because keep in mind, we are 31st on the waiver order. I think only Florida's beneath us. If he were to get to us, Zach Fukali is a great third goalie option he's been with the caps for the last couple of seasons he played a couple of games for them last year his nhl debut after so many years in the ahl was a shutout and if you can somehow find a way to get him because i don't think he's gonna get to 31 i think there are teams that are definitely gonna take a stab at him he played four games with the Caps last year. He was a 9.24, 31 games in Hershey last year. He was an 8.96, not great. He's been around forever. He was a second-round pick of Montreal back in 2013. As a third option behind the Avs defense, I think you could do a lot worse, and he's an upgrade on JoJo. How do you think Arizona feels knowing that all these goalies just hit the market like two days after they picked up? I, I think they take, they may pick up all these ones. They may they very all. well could. I think they take consolation in the fact that this mildly annoyed us for a couple minutes. Yes, and they that, can is, just, that is the most damage they can do as the Arizona and, Coyotes. Yeah, and they can just stash goalies because they have a bajillion dollars in cap space. So, um, I like I like that option you just laid out. I I have always been intrigued by Malcolm Subban. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's a good goalie, but as a third stringer, he can go out there and give you a chance. Like that's another name that I I don't know what his salary cap hit is. I imagine it's a little bit higher. I uh, imagine it's not much. You know, I think it's like one million. I would very much have to look. I'm pretty sure he just signs a new contract every. That's why I was. It's surprised he was put on waivers. It's eight fifty. Okay, you can make that work. Um, I, I doubt he makes it as far to the abs again. I think that a couple other teams would make a move for him. I think he's but, got a better chance than Fukali. 
Really? Yeah. Eh, we'll to see. Get, to get through waivers, I mean. Yeah. I mean, what's Buffalo? What's Buffalo's plan? Craig Anderson and and they waived Tokarski too. Like, what is their plan with goalies? Eric Comrie. Ugh, yuck. It's not terrible. Comrie not was terrible. Good, but... Was a good backup in Winnipeg last year. Yeah, and Tokarski's not bad. Like, if he fell to us, I wouldn't be opposed to it as a third goalie. I mean, when we're talking about third goalies here, I mean. Just just put a claim in. See yeah. what you get out of it. It really can't hurt. And especially if they fall to 31, is it too much of a stretch to figure they get past Florida too? Yeah. I mean, it's there's a chance. I I would be interested to see who they get. They do need someone now. Um, because I think after it's just used to Sandinin and then Trent Minor. Yeah. Like, I mean, your your third goalie is either Anonin or Minor, and that's that's just not gonna cut it. Yeah. I mean, Ananen's going to be good in a couple of years, but he's not going to do anything beneficial for you by sitting on the bench. Yeah, I mean, and he probably, in terms of playing NHL games, can probably do maybe a little better than some of these guys, but that's not, Agreed. The, that's not the point right now. You don't need him to, and you yeah. really shouldn't be doing that. I agree. I mean, to, to put a to put a bow on it, like you have to feel bad for Jonas Johansson. Like, he, he clearly wants to be in Colorado. Like, this is where he wants to be, and he's just not good enough to stay, and he has to go through waivers every fucking year. And, and also, it's not even just that he got picked up. He's going from Colorado to Arizona. Yeah. It's not it's not like he's going from first to last, and where last would be Montreal, going to Arizona. Yeah. Where they are, as in the words of Phil Kessel, do not care about winning. And yep. he's not even going to be starting with them. Yeah, Which is the be... right thing to do. It's the right thing to do if you're Arizona. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor at DraftKings Sportsbook. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100%. With payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? And you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. So what are you waiting for? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Now, back to the episode. But I don't know. It's just, I feel bad for the guy. Like, waivers suck, but at the same time, they kind of benefit some teams, and you do get players who get more of a chance. But you can definitely tell that Jonas Johansson wanted to be here, and he he was probably more anxious for that phone call than anyone else on Thursday when he found out he was getting sent down because he knew this was a possibility. Like, it just sucks. So... Shout out JoJo. You'll always be a great third string goalie. And you came in last year or two years. Was it two years ago now? I feel when Frankie got the, hurt. The shortened season. So yeah. I mean, you you, you, you did you did your job. He, he he was the reason we won the president's cup, president's trophy. He was yeah. he was the starting goalie in that game. 
I mean, we he's played a grand total of 17 games with the Colorado Avalanche and was an average of over 900. You did. Hey, you did. Compared, remember when people said he was he was probably I remember one guy said he was the worst goalie of all time. Yeah. I mean, and, and outside of Colorado, he's not that far off. Yeah. But in Colorado, there's something in the mountain air that in, uh in he's Buffalo, great in. he's a combined 888 and in, with two games in Florida last year, he was a 766. Wow. So outside of Colorado, he might be in the running for worst goalie. But when he's here, he's solid. So shout out JoJo. And shout out JoJo if he because this will open the door for him to play more NHL minutes and he will get paid more money playing yes. in the NHL than in the minors. Yes. So um that's that's pretty much it on that. What what other guys got cut that was a little surprising to you? Well, I can't, this was this happened like the day after we recorded, so I feel like we talked about it, but we actually haven't is Alex Galchenyuk got cut on the first round of cuts for the Avs, ending his PTO, which was really surprising when I first saw it, because even if Galchenyuk wasn't great, you usually don't see PTO guys getting cut on their first go-around. Then it comes out that Galchenyuk might be hurt and might be out for a little bit here, which sucks because he doesn't have a deal and the Avs have no obligation to sign him once he's healthy. I mean, it, it was, it makes a lot of sense if he was hurt. Like, you're not going to sign a guy who's going to miss part of the season. Like, that's just not how, it's just not how PTOs work. But it was, it was surprising until we figured out, like, oh, he's injured. That, that makes more sense. Yeah. So, everything mean, was pointing to him being pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, the abs, they might circle around to him. We, we really don't know what the injury is because now he's no longer our problem and not under the care of our medical staff. So it could be a couple months, but we could circle back to him in December and sign him. But the thing that sucks for Galchenyuk right now is this definitely has his NHL career in jeopardy because now he's starting the season, not on a team and you never know how things are going to go. Martin Kaut could earn out a spot by the end of training camp and carve out a full-time NHL roster spot this year. You never know how that's going to go. They could pick up another Abe Kubel off of waivers. And now Galchenyuk is just kind of left without a dance partner. And is anyone going to give him another shot next year? You can't guarantee it. Yeah. I mean, maybe Arizona again, but I don't think he wants to go there. So, I mean, you feel bad for the guy. Um, it sucks because that would have been just a nice little piece to plug in until the rest of the forwards are healthy. And at least he's like somewhat of an offensive threat. I wouldn't say he's great, but the last time he played with a good team, he was pretty solid with the Leafs. I mean, not solid. He, he was, he was okay. Like he was able to fill a role. Yeah. And I still think he could have for the abs with Helm being out, Landeskog being out, Nachushkin slowly working his way back in. He, he could have probably played like 10 games, maybe. But um, big time bummer. I don't really think there's any other options to get out there. I mean, no, not really. And honestly, I don't think they're going to look at it too closely no. in terms of external options because the internal ones, it's coming down to the wire here on some internal competitions. The second round of cuts saw Oscar Olausen, Sample Ranta, and Charles Houdon getting sent down. Olausen, not a big deal. For Ranta, Kind of disappointing to see him go that early. A little disappointing, but when you we talk about some guys later, it kind of makes more sense because I would have pegged those guys to probably be a little bit higher than than Ranta. And he wasn't particularly great this preseason. No. I mean, he just 
he has really yet to impress in his two training camps with the team so far. He got a fair look in the regular season last year as well, did not do much with it. And now it seems like other guys are starting to to pass him. Yeah. And I mean, the, the biggest winner so far has been Martin Kaut. I yeah. mean, it looks like he's about got, it. He, looks he like hasn't, he hasn't done anything bad to get him taken. He's taken a lot of penalties this preseason, but. I, th- I, think, been, I think you can attribute that to just trying too hard sometimes. Yeah. I mean, he's been solid. I, I think he has as good of a shot as anyone to make the opening night roster. I really do. I, th- I think he's got the best shot of anyone to make the opening night roster right now. The way he's playing, the way that he's been relied on, and he's definitely getting the most looks. He played those back-to-back nights. He looked great against Minnesota, and he looked tired against Vegas, but he was still doing his job and looked like the only one who even had even a somewhat of a clue where he was on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> and he looks like he's playing like his career is on the line. And also uh, as it stands right now, happy birthday, Martin Cout, because as we're recording this today is his 23rd birthday, October 2nd. So Cout is now 23, but I think we should also mention like guys sometimes just have different trajectories to get into the NHL. Sometimes you look at Alex Newhook, who was drafted a year after Cal, I think also 16th overall, and he is 21 years old. And now Cal looks like he's starting to finally find his way into an NHL role. And sometimes it just takes a minute. Like, yeah, this probably is realistically his last shot with the team, but it looks like all the the route we've taken with him is starting to pay off. We'll see if it pays off in the regular season, but it looks like it's starting to pay off to at least take that 12 forward role. Yeah. It's starting to pay off a guy who was kind of disappointed so far and all reports are out of camp has been Myers. Hasn't looked particularly good. He's just, I didn't even say he's been bad. I just think the report has been that he's just been unimpressive, not really very explosive and just lacking impact. Yeah. And he's going to be a third, fourth line guy. We're not expecting Ben Myers to be um, a top scorer, but it it just seems like he's kind of been, seems like the game's moving a little too fast for him. It just, the, when I see him on the ice, I wouldn't say he's bad. I would say he looks inexperienced. Yes. Where he is just not there yet with the speed of the game. And also I think if you take out the goal he scored in his NHL debut, he just hasn't impressed all that much and he's not he's not going to get a roster spot for free just because we gave him that contract he's not going to get it for free if Cout's better if Bowers is better if Sedlock is better if Bleed is better they're going to play over him yeah I just I haven't been impressed with Sedlock I haven't been impressed with Bleed too much like I mean Shane Bowers is if he makes it that'd be I think the biggest shock of them all but I really think it's between Cout and Myers. Like that, that's really who I think is fighting for that 12th forward role. And I mean, right now you got to give the edge to Martin Cout. You just have to. I mean, and he, he's kudos to him because we were on this show a couple weeks ago saying like, there's no way this guy makes it. Like he's, he's just not, he doesn't have it. And he's, he seems to have the inside track right now. I mean, I just, Ben Myers just, he gets lost defensively out there. He just hasn't, it seems like the game's moving a little too fast for him. He's he signed a one way or two way deal. That's what I'm currently trying to find out. I don't believe we would need to put him on waivers, but I will find out. Because if Ben Myers could go to the AHL, I think that would be the best thing for him. I 
I mean, he, you can, he's exempt from waivers, so you can send him down. Yeah. I think that would be the best for him because he'd get to play a shit ton of minutes and just get his confidence up. Um, to me right now, I'd lean towards having Cout play there and you just send Myers down and when he's ready and has the confidence and he can feel like he can make all the defensive reads, can have an impact on offense, can help with the forecheck. I, I think you give him another chance. But to me, I, I just think he's a guy who needs more seasoning down in the AHL. Yeah, I mean... This is what I tried to caution about, I think, at least a few weeks ago, is that just because he played those games last year does not mean he's going to immediately jump into a third-line role. And also, let's wind the clock back to last season at Star last year. Who are we talking up last season in the preseason? Alex Newhook. Yep. Where did he start the season? Well, he started in the NHL for one for like one, 10 minutes. For one game, yeah. and then immediately for the rest of October, got sent back down to the AHL, got his game under him, came back, immediately the third line center. And yeah. so we know that that works and that you can do that with Ben Myers. It's just, does he have that same skill set to earn his way back into the roster? And can he do anything for the rest of training camp and for the rest of preseason to maybe even stick around as a scratch or maybe steal that spot back at the last minute? Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm leaning more towards count right now. Granted, I haven't been at practice. I've just been watching the games. I think Cout has the inside track. I feel like Bednar said more good things about Martin Cout than he has about Ben Myers. I mean, it so. just seems Cout's working harder. He's getting the trust from the coaches, and he's he's just playing better. And he's been around longer. He's waited his turn, and he's taken the hits from the media for not being ready and for being a bust and everything. I just think the stars are lying for him to get his his fair shot in the NHL for more than a few games at a time. Yeah, I agree. And I think we're... we we talk about all this stuff like who's going to get the twelfth forward spot. Let's be real; it doesn't matter because in three games, someone's going to be out, and then Ben Myers is going to come in and probably play with Cal. Someone else is going to get hurt, and Anton Bleed's going to step up and play another role. So we're basically just talking about who's going to play game one. I Correct. believe every person we just mentioned is going to get a look eventually yes. in the NHL this season, including Shane Bowers. That's going to be an interesting one. I He's like, he hasn't been good in the AHL, but I still just have like a little bit of hope for him that maybe he can turn into something. Um, but I just, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like we all know this Avs team, someone's going to get hurt. And it's, it's, I don't mean hurt in like the bad way, but if anyone's even dinged up a little bit, Bednar's not going to play him because he realizes there's a bigger picture at the end of the right. At, at the end it's, of the road. it's just what happens in the NHL. Guys get hurt. You you do all these predictions, you make all these plans, and in Game Seven, someone takes a puck to the skate and breaks their foot. Like yep. it's just how it goes in the NHL. There's 82 games, and we know for the Avalanche, they are not going to get through it healthy. They are simply incapable of doing so and running a fully healthy roster. So all these guys are going to get their looks. Cout's going to get a look. Myers is going to get a look. We're going to see Sedlock and we're going to see bleed at different points in the season. It sounds like they were signed in order to be like sort of Sturm and knack replacements. We'll see how that ends up panning out, but I mean, and, let's be real Sturm and knack didn't really offer much. So right. that, then that's what we're talking about as replacements there. And even then they've got to work their way into the lineup, but we're going to see them eventually and Bowers, if he plays well down the stretch in training camp, he's going to at least put his name on the list to get a shot. Completely agree. So I we're getting closer. At the time we're recording this, we are 11 days away. There's going to be a lot that happens in these next couple weeks. 
and we just have to get prepared for um, the regular season. And God damn it, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, you really get over the preseason very quickly. Once Correct. you get past the first one where it's like, oh, hockey's back. It's on my television. That's cool. That is, of course, if it's even broadcast because for the abs, you couldn't even watch their first couple of games. But once you get past that, it really is just in exercise and waiting and realizing that what you're watching is practice. Yes. And it's it seems like it's going a little faster this year, at least. But we're getting there. October you know, you want to know how it's practice. I was watching the Caps Flyers game, and the Caps won in regulation, and they still did a shootout. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I I don't get why they do this. The Caps, after every preseason game, do a shootout. Even like the first one they did against the Sabers, it went to overtime. The Sabers won in overtime, and they did a shootout anyway, and they still did it against the Flyers. You really, you really want to waste my time? Make me watch a preseason shootout. That does not even affect the game. Yeah. The game's over. Please waste my time. Please. I love it. I love it in the regular season. So therefore in the preseason, it's even better. Yeah. I was watching it and I was like, why are we doing this? Like this just, you're letting your goalies get looks, but then you're also putting what the goalies tendencies are on tape. Well, well, for the caps, they can't win in three on three overtime. So. They have yeah. to practice their shootouts as much as they can because they won, they won like two out of 12 games in overtime last year. The they only were the ultimate, were like, that's how the abs were like three or four years ago. They could not win in overtime and they still made the playoffs and they were, had like 38 wins, but they had like 14 losses in overtime. So they had 14 loser points. Uh, Goss in the playoffs. So I'll take the loser points, but yeah, the preseason's almost over. I, I am ready for hockey. The Broncos make me sad. Your team, the Ravens, make you sad. Um, we need some positivity, and that's what the Avs will bring to us. So I really, I really need the Avs to start coming back because the Ravens, I get it front and center while I'm at the office. Yeah, man, does it really put a tamper on the office? Like, man, we just blew another lead yeah. at home and have lost five straight home games. What are we doing here? Yeah. We, we need the Avs because it's just been a sad. Sad, sad time. Um, and the banner raising is going to be sick. Like, we haven't talked enough about it. The banner raising is going to be fucking sick. Um, I've never been to one, so I'm super pumped about that. They're did fun. you go in the Caps one? I did. They're very fun. Yeah. Like, it's going to be cool. I, think- I made the joke I made the joke last night. If Landy, he's not going to play, but if he doesn't show up shirtless, I, I think we riot. I really do. I mean, if Landy can show up in a suit or no shirt, I'm, I'm quite happy. Either. Yeah. Like the banner raising is going to be cool. I haven't been to one. The opening night's just always like, it's the one game in October that you get excited for. So um, I can't wait for it. And I'm trying to think if there was anything else I had after this, like since it's been a while since we recorded. The I mean, Kraken, for- did you see the Kraken have shut out uh, shutouts in the past three games? So maybe, maybe Gruby's back. Ruby's back. He's got his confidence back. It's over for everyone else now. He's yeah. got Berkey. He's got Berkey back. That's what he's, he's got. Doing. Berkey. That's the key. I mean, he so. he said it himself. Is he he can't get away from him. He's yeah. been he was away from Berkey for a grand total of one season. Yeah. Didn't I think Berkey calls him his little German man or something yeah. like that? He's a little like, schnitzel. Yeah. Chill out, bro. Chill out. Bro. It's, it's Berkey. You're never gonna get in pocket comments from him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is actually going, this podcast will divulge into more of a Kraken podcast just because they got all our, they got all our players. Man. There. 
like it may turn into we talk about the Kraken a lot more than we should. Um, I mean, what this is the third time we've talked about the Kraken in this episode. I think I think we have talked about the Kraken on three straight episodes. Yeah. So shout out to Seattle Kraken. Hey, everybody. Hope you've been enjoying this episode so far. Interrupting to bring you a word from our brand new sponsors at Raycon. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of our great lineup of shows on the Hockey Podcast Network, and it's been great. All because of my brand new Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit. These earbuds are so comfortable and they will not ever budge. You've never got to worry about them falling out of your ears. Eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life at the perfect price. Quality audio at over half the price of other premium audio brands. It's it's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews with three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. I personally use my Raycons wherever I am, whether it's at the gym, whether it's in class, whether it's at work. Perfect for any situation. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Again, buyraycon.com slash THPN. Now, back to the episode. What else you got, man? I don't really, I, I think, I think that's pretty much it for preseason news. We got, we got our division previews coming out later later this week yep we're gonna start those on wednesday we're gonna start with the eastern conference and then do the western conference on sunday when we release that one it's not going to be a normal thing where we release on monday and wednesday this was a one-time thing yep but i mean just even going back to the banner raising i don't want to just brush past that i mean those are a lot of fun it was especially fun because the caps actually won that game which is honestly quite rare for banner raising ceremonies as we've seen in the past like Trying to even think of teams that have even won theirs over the last couple of years. Penguins, their first cup, they won theirs in a shootout. Then they lost to the Blues the next year. Caps crushed the Bruins the next year. Then the Caps beat the Blues. The Caps are just randomly involved in a lot of these games. But <laughs> the Caps beat the Blues the next year after they won the cup. I don't even remember what Tampa's was after the after the bubble, but I remember they got smoked by Pittsburgh last year. Yeah. But and we thought good- Pittsburgh without Crosby and Malkin. Yeah. The good thing this year is we are playing Chicago. Yes. I worry about the banner raising hangover the next night when you yes. fly to Calgary for their home opener. I think I because I we're I think we're gonna beat the Blackhawks. I'm not overly concerned about beating the Blackhawks, even if there is gonna be a bit of an emotional dump from the banner raising ceremony. The Blackhawks are shit. You should yes. be able to win that game. I think the dump of getting on a plane, yeah. flying to Canada flying to Calgary and playing a revamped Calgary team with fresh excitement for their season with Huberto and Nazem Kadri in their building. Uh, we just saw seven to one in the preseason. Not going to say it, but yeah, that could that be a game. Could if we win that game, I would be stunned. Like yes. we could get killed in that game. If we get a point in that game, I'll be happy. That would be the best point we earn all season because that yeah. is that is the most scheduled loss i've ever seen oh yeah and then I, even I, that fucking the one i think they go to what minnesota two days after that yeah like minnesota two days after that so really hope that game wakes you up because you you've got a blood feud on your hands in game three yeah i mean would you rather get these games out of the way early in the year though i don't 
no, I'd rather uh, wait for Minnesota <laughs> at least a couple of weeks because I hate losing to them. Not that I'm saying we're not going to beat them, but I'm just saying it's going to be kind of hard just because we're going to just be getting back into form. Who knows if we're even going to be healthy by then. And Minnesota, Minnesota like, they they just hate us and are always going to give everything they have against us. And after winning a cup, it's just going to be hard to care. Yeah. It's going to be very hard to care, but I mean, I'm excited to be getting ready to talk about normal hockey games here soon. I'm very excited for that. So it's just going to be <laughs> just, yeah, the abs could potentially start one and two and people are going to freak the fuck out. It's, especially because it's Minnesota and you're going to have a bunch of Minnesotan losers saying that they just always talk for some reason. I don't get, I don't get where wild fans get the audacity from, but apparently they have it for some reason. Oh, the best burn we have now is that we're the state of hockey. Cause we had the, we had the DU pioneers win the college championship and we had the apps win. The, Your captain the defected to us. Yeah. And I think the, our high school team won like the national championship too. So like we, we really might be the state of hockey now. Yeah. Oh God! I hope Minnesota fans find this and they just go. How dare you think you're the state hockey? He's like, no, you don't understand. We we have high school hockey tournaments, and a lot of people go to them. Therefore, we can call ourselves the state of hockey, even, even though, though we nobody here has won anything. Yeah, <laughs> and they don't even get the excuse that they're a newer team. You had the North Stars, and you didn't do shit. You got your team got moved. You do not get to call yourself the state of yeah. hockey when you have a relocated team and had to get it back. I mean, to be fair, the Avs lost the Rockies too. So, I mean. Okay. And when, when even was that? Uh, I think it was the late 70s, early 80s, maybe. I was probably a little earlier than that. No, it was, it was, it was pretty. It, they've only been in New Jersey for like 35 years. Is it really? Yeah. Maybe I'm just not up to date on my devil's lore. But. Yeah. Where's Neil when you need him? But I uh, yeah, I mean, we are the state of hockey now, so I, I think we should. I think we should make T-shirts of it saying we're the state of hockey. I guess. I guess it was the early '80s. Yeah. Well, weren't we also someone else before that too? Weren't we in like Kansas City? I don't think so. I can't remember, man. I, I just know the Rockies. Yeah, we we they started as the Scouts in Kansas City. Then then they went to Denver. Now. Yeah. Then they went to Denver. Then they went to New Jersey. So it wasn't even our original team. We were just a stopgap for a little bit. We were a little warm-up. Yeah. Could you imagine if the Avs, if the Rockies never left and they stayed here? Because we would have been sick in the fucking 90s when we had Brodeur and fucking uh, like Scott Stevens. Yeah. Even if though only... like a guy like Scott Stevens may have been like the dirtiest player of all time. But it oh, was just, my God. It was legal back in the 80s and the 90s. Yeah, he'd be in jail if he played today. He'd be he'd make Radko Gudis look like a saint. Yeah, people would not talk about Tom Wilson if Scott yeah. was still in the league. I still remember just that hit on Paul Correa. And there's been a lot of topics about concussions in recent sports recently. The fact that Paul Correa didn't miss a shift. Apparently it gave Paul Correa superpowers in that game. Yeah. He he's he said he doesn't even remember it. Like and they let him go back and play. <laughs> like, Can you imagine? You can't imagine years it just, ago. It just happened in the NFL. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting. But that, that actually might be a good shirt if we can make like a state of hockey shirt and just pit trigger some fucking Minnesota fans. I don't think we'd sell that many, but the amount of quote tweets we get from Minnesota fans, oh, we'd, 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 get, we'd get some exposure for sure. Oh, we would get so much hate and they'd be coming into our lap because we would just be like, 
yeah, this is what we wanted. We, we didn't expect to Honestly, sell it. Honestly, you don't even have to try that hard to get Minnesota fans in your mention. You don't even have to at them. You just have to say something about the wild, and yeah. they will find your tweet. I remember this specifically last year where I didn't. I just said something about the wild, or it might have been you or both of us, probably both, and no, tagged nobody, just mentioned the wild, no hashtags, deluge of minnesotans coming into our mentions my favorite one is when i specifically tweeted out that wild fans do this did not tag anyone and they quote tweeted it saying no we don't and they were serious as they found you yeah no it's crazy man as they looked up the name wild on the search bar on twitter and looked for anything related to the avalanche yeah no my my new favorite like i I don't know about you, but I really enjoy going to like when like a team loses a big game and you just go look at the mentions and it's just, I, that is, that is like, I never am the guy in the mentions, but I love just reading the people in the mentions because that's what they live for. That's what they live for. Oh my God. Yeah. It's a bunch, it's a bunch of 15 year olds who live for this. They have the notifications on for about a hundred professional teams in the NHL in the NFL and they copy and paste the same joke yes. every single time. Yeah. It's the gotten, new one's like, I just a... broke my 65 inch TV. Like hey, I'm never going to be a wild fan again. It's like, oh fan of 35 years here, just punched my television in front of my house party. And my wife is taking the kids to the motel. Thanks a lot, Colorado. Like that. Yeah. It's the same thing every single time. Usually jokes evolve over time. This one has just stayed the same for three years. Correct. I don't get it. I don't get it either. But it is funny sometimes to go on there and read. Um, it's honestly, I would, I wouldn't even say it's funny anymore because you know it's going to be there. It's just a couple. It's just, it's just a there. constant in life. It's like the sky being blue. It's like, oh, it's not even a loss. It's just like a, a field goal against. And you can go in the comments, and there are three hundred of the same copy and paste joke. It's incredible the devotion they have to this stuff. I gotta give them that. Yeah, but- I gotta give them that. But like, you think like like the ABS social media team, like wh- how miserable? Like, do you think they just mute notifications? Like, what do they do? Because it's gotta be just the most like depressing job just to see all these people being like, you you guys fucking suck. And it's like the players don't see that. It's the social I mean, media it's, I mean, as someone who's been around uh, social media teams now for a little bit. I can tell that it's basically just like sorting through garbage and just trying to find genuine like interaction among the people who have your notifications on and live in St. Louis and live off of responding to people who will never see it, never see it. It's crazy. It's crazy. So uh, that, that's what they should do. The ads, I, I just came up with a great social media. Have the players read mean tweets about them. That that, that would get so many likes of men. Like, there you go. Av social media. I doubt any of you are ever listening, but that's that. I'd watch that video. It just, I don't understand how a new joke has not been come up with yet. I, the, the, the ones I do like are the ones that are like specific to the team where it's just like a still photo of the guy's stock image and whatever meme they've got with that. It's great in baseball because they've got a million different ones. Those are funny because those are at least creative. The yeah. copy and paste, I just smashed my television my and yeah. power bombed my wife off the third story. The come up with a new bit. Yeah, come up with a new bit. But I mean, 
I'm excited, man. I, I don't think we got anything else abs related to, to go over. I'm excited for our season predictions. I think we both have some, uh, some spicy takes coming. Do we? I think so. I mean, I think we'll be a little bit different. We're usually you're, in agreement on. You're a much better hype man than me. Yeah. We usually have a, have an agreement or we're in agreement on a lot of things. I think this one, we might be a little different. I, I really think there could be I, some, could be some spicy takes. I made the terrible one last year that aged so poor. I think I said the Penguins were going to miss the playoffs. I'm not going to make that mistake again. I think, we, I think both, we both had, we both had the Islanders finishing first. I was, that was just going to bad. That. We, we both had the Islanders winning the Metro. I mean, I feel like we were kind of spot on with most of them. We were, we were, but there, there were a couple we were bad. But I, Win, I, I'm going to go. Winnipeg was a bad one. I think I had Winnipeg fifth. I think I had them third. I think no, yeah. I had them. No, I had them second. Oof. Yeah, I mean we had some bad ones, but we also had we both nailed the Stanley Cup champion. Both yeah. got that right. So um, I, I'm excited for it. I love talking just hockey um, and preparing, but. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. Uh, I think you both, you like anyone who's listening can pretty much guarantee what Griffin and I are going to pick as the Stanley cup champion. Like you may not have to listen to that part, but if you want some mediocre hockey takes about where we think they're go- where teams are going to finish, you found the right podcast. If, if you want, if you want some ammunition to tweet at us in a couple of months, this episode will be for you. Correct. So, and I think we're a little bit bigger now. I think we got away with it last time because we weren't. Yeah, we big. definitely did. That was that was our first real episode together, yeah. where so, you were you were a host and we didn't have a guest to yeah. cover our tracks. Exactly. So we'll uh, we'll go from there. But I I got nothing. I'm sorry again for the delay in getting this out. Uh, but we're it was e- it was equal fault. You don't have to apologize for it. We both so did. It. We apologize for it, but uh, we appreciate you guys. And uh, I didn't say I apologize for it. I just said it was my fault. There we go. Okay. Take it as you will. Don't apologize for anything, kids. Be stubborn. (laughs) Uh, But go buy a Kale McCarr shirt. They're still available. Um, They're sweet. I'm super pumped about them. I also have a lot of stock still, so I don't want those collecting dust. So go buy a shirt. Support Griffin and I. Uh, you get a free sticker with it, so that's cool. Um, and yeah, yeah, sounds great. So this is hopefully one of our last preseason episodes. We'll be back on Wednesday, recording on Tuesday with our Eastern Conference predictions, and back on Sunday with our Western Conference predictions and our final episode before the regular season begins. For the Avalanche, will be just our final look around at everything to do with the team, maybe some final record predictions, some final hot takes before we hoist the banner and start the season against the Chicago Blackhawks on October 12th and get this ball rolling for a back-to-back season. So again, thank you all so very much for tuning in. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore belay, and you can follow the show at tell it abs it is use promo code tell it abs it is on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more and like Christian said you can get Kale McCarr shirts at denvernosebleeds.com while supplies last but for us now that's going to do it for us on this edition of the tell it abs it is podcast thank you all so very much for tuning in as always and we will catch you all next time but until then let's go abs